Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Before we get into it, I want to remind everybody once again, this Sunday, October 31st, Halloween night, my band Cutthroat will be opening up for Hemlock at the America Event Center in Billings, Montana. Tickets are $15 through me or $20 at the door. Come check it out. It's going to be a hell of a time. Halloween night, costume contest, some great metal bands. What more is? What more are you going to do on Halloween night? Also, check out these brand new bitchin' hoodies that we just got in. Hell yes, and I will continue to peddle my band's merch on this podcast. Buy all the merch, get it all, and then come down to the show and have a great time. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today's guest is returning for his third time on the podcast. He is an aspiring actor, a movie fanatic, and an overall, all-around nerd all the way from san antonio texas always a pleasure to have him back pal williamson all right back for a third time what's up buddy how's it going so, what, I mean, God, when was last, you were here for New Year's, you were on the New Year's episode. Yeah, I was here for New Year's, uh, so that must have been last time I was on the episode. Last time I was back in Montana, though, was April for Eric's wedding. That's right. Yep, and so I'm back now for Theo's wedding. Just weddings all around. Yep, that's a, it's a good excuse to come back home and see everybody again, at least. So, I guess you gotta get married soon, too, and then I can come back for that one. Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few other steps that have to come before that, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe someday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think you're probably closer than I am. Yeah, it's it's going well. It's going it's going real well. Cool. Yeah. So right been together year and a half ish. It's crazy. Right. I was talking to Eric, and I moved away almost a year ago exactly. So I've been gone for almost exactly a year. God, it feels like longer. Yeah, Eric was saying it feels shorter, but that's because we do like uh, online. We'll do Dungeons and Dragons like with everybody. We were doing it weekly. And then everyone's kind of schedules got busy, so we started doing it monthly. So I still see his face and talk to him on a pretty regular basis. So he's right. like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's already been here. Plus, he's gotten married, so his schedule is just busy and packed. So, um, But, yeah, it's it's been it's been good so far. I mean, Michaela, she started grad school, so she's mostly just busy doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Did she come up with you? Uh, she didn't. She had, like, tests and stuff, too. Gotcha. So she's flying out of San Antonio straight to here. So I'll pick her up in the morning. And then I'm flying out of Bozeman, and she's flying out of here on Sunday. So gotcha. separate flights and everything like that. But, yeah, yeah. So she'll be here soon. God, dude, when I – because – so we'll be, we're, like, what, two weeks out from our trip – from yep. going to Dallas? Yeah, yeah we're going to – so The 7th is the, is the tri- – November 7th. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to Dallas for the Broncos-Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling you, I got I had to get tickets out of Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like two hundred and thirty bucks. Okay, for like round trip for a direct yeah direct flight round trip. Yeah, everything out of here. the The trip there was whatever. Mm-hmm. The trip back was like it was like four, the whole thing was four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. 
but it was there was no less than like 13 hour wow. with layover and that was like the the quickest wow. one yeah which is crazy because you know billings is a pretty big airport i mean yeah. i mean like it's a it's billings so it's the biggest city in montana so you kind of figure but i think everybody flies to bozeman because that's sort of like if you're going to montana like from visiting or whatever you're probably going to bozeman somewhere near yellowstone or whatever right so it, i guess it makes sense that that's a like the cheapest flights out of places so which is nice i don't mind the drive back and forth you know because i'll for saving a couple hundred bucks especially like i don't mind the drive as long as it's not snowing through the pass see and that's what i'm kind of worried about but i got my truck so i'm not yeah. that worried about it honestly mm-hmm. and it's only what a maybe a two-hour drive mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not I, i'd rather drive that and do the quick flight there quick flight back and pay for parking my car yeah. than have to wait in an airport for 10 hours or get on three different flights. Yeah. And that's the only bummer about it is like if you drive there, then you kind of have to like pay for getting your car there for a week or however long. I mean, you're just there for a weekend. Because what day do you fly out? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. I'm picking you up there. And then you're going back Monday? Yes. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Real quick. We might, well, <laughs> we might as well just hash this out while we're yeah. here. So... So I get into, I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure I get into Dallas like right around six. Okay. Which will give you plenty of time to meet me there. Now, here's where I was stressing (laughs) out. Okay. I was like, because there's a UFC fights that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I want to, I'm going to call around some downtown bars, see if anyone's showing it Mm -hmm. somewhere close to where we're staying, Mm -hmm. which you'll just have to, you kind of have to remind me where we're staying. Yeah. I got to remember that too. Or we got a place. Oh, and I got to pay you back for that too. Oh, yeah. I, I was gonna wait till you came. Yeah, here. I kind of forgot because I was my mind's all focused on this trip, and then the next one's like short turnaround, so I haven't put all my brain energy into that yet. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna wait till you you were here anyway. So, mm-hmm. but so I was freaking out because it's like okay, six o'clock, the UFC card, you know, that's gonna give us because that usually starts at eight, right? Yeah, it's gonna give us like two hours to. I figure we go to the wherever we're staying. Is that Central Time though? See, I didn't think about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It, it dawned on me till later. <laughs> the USC card starts at nine. Yeah, the main card will start at nine. Mm-hmm. So we got three hours. Oh yeah. I figure by the time we get off the plane, get you know out of there, which I'm sure it'll take some time. Mm-hmm. Even if you want, we could probably stop over at the Airbnb and like change or whatever. That's what I'm to. saying. Yeah. yeah, I figured that's what we were gonna do anyway. Just get Checked settled in, in and that, yeah. and then we'll just find somewhere close. Yeah, because we could either like Uber to some place if there's not like one right there, or maybe even walk somewhere or whatever. I don't know. Well, it's all around there. Worst case scenario, too, I'll just pay for the thing and we can just watch it at the Airbnb. Yeah. And then we'll go out afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. There's, I'm sure there's plenty because I've never been I've never been to Dallas. Me either. Yeah. So you, you haven't watched the game there? No. Cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to, like, be in the stadium. Yeah. Just because it's, you know, it's Cowboy Stadium, so it's, like, a cool big deal or whatever. It uh, just... It's kind of discouraging right now, though, because yeah. the Cowboys are looking very good. Oh, yeah. And we are starting to look not very good. Yeah, it's oh, it's tough because we started off 3-0, and and I was, like, hyped. Even though it was against bad teams, like, we won those games, and we won pretty, Convincingly. Like, yeah. So it was like, okay, Ravens, I'll give them that. Like, they're probably a better team than us, like, especially when Lamar Jackson's playing out yeah. of his mind. They're five and one now, so. Yeah. The Steelers, I was like, that was kind of a tough one because they were on a slump and, like, Okay, maybe they just needed a bounce back, so they kind of were more into that. But ugh, the Raiders won. And that one you went to. No, we went to the Ravens. Oh, you went to the Ravens one. Yeah. D- uh, Dalton went to the Ra- Raiders one. Yes. Yeah, because I texted him. I was like, 
you want to put like a picture on this game and he's like i'll i'll find out like later but luckily he didn't commit to it otherwise i would have to owe him a pitcher of beer but hashtag fuck him (laughs) (laughs) have you guys been talking smack to each other no no i mean there's no there's no point in talking smack when your team's yeah i i felt confident yeah early on and i kind of was agreeing in the fact that yeah we played a lot of easy teams but i didn't want to get too overconfident going into that ravens game knowing who we were playing Mm -hmm. we were there sure enough lost and then but a fun time though right of course it's always fun yeah and it's like that's how i feel about this dallas game it's like i'm excited to go to the stadium yeah that was half the point of going is Mm -hmm. to see a new stadium i hate cowboys fans they're the most obnoxious (laughs) like in the top three of most i live in texas so i i i'd kind of gotten that because there's annoying cowboys fans everywhere right but they're all over the place in Texas. And I, I mean, I can understand why. Like, of anybody, I can understand people in Texas being Cowboys fans. Sure. So I'm less annoyed than, like, random people living wherever being Cowboys fans. Like, your team hasn't been good for as long as you've been alive, so. <laughs> and we'll see, you know, every time I go on the road somewhere, it's interesting to see how the the home crowd treats an away fan, you yeah. know. Because I've seen Broncos fans be pretty ruthless to to other fans mm-hmm. that are there. This will be my first away game I'll be watching in person because I've only watched really? games in Denver, I think. Yeah. So I went to San uh, San Diego mm-hmm. for a game, and I've gone to uh, Arizona for a game. Both those places were very, very, like, kind. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't... I'm pretty respectful when I'm in somebody else's mm-hmm. territory. It's like I'm not going to talk shit. Or yeah, you're like, not going like, to get in somebody else's face or anything like that. Especially like, with how many fights have been going on this year. Yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I don't want none of that. I don't want... Like, I don't know, because then I get trauma because I get back to the Nuggets and the playoffs and the oh, Suns and Four guy. And it's like, that's... I, I don't want I don't want to be that next meme that yeah, happened, you know? <laughs> for real. And like I said, it's every week there's another video of a big brawl at a stadium. Yeah. So And also, I think it depends just who you're sitting near, you know. But, I mean, people are going to be drinking because it's a football game, and that always kind of exasperates things. And it depends on how the game's going. Like, if they're blowing – one team's blowing the other one out, I feel like that leans more towards fights because the people getting blown out are going to be upset. Well, and the fact that – I mean, maybe – we'll see. It's going to be hit or miss. It's going to go one one of two ways, and we're going to find out. Yeah, I think I've – like, in in one respect – this like losing streak has sort of helped me manage my expectations a little bit. I'm not right. like gonna be super upset. I'll, I'll be upset, but I'm not going in thinking, oh, we're we're like neck and neck with them, and it'll be a bummer if we lose, which it will be. But it'll be that much bigger if yeah. we win. I, yeah, I have managed. If we can go in and like hang with them for a bit, I'll be I'll be excited for as long as we can do that, you know. And if we win, obviously, then it's like that's the cherry on top. But yeah, I'll go in. I'll have a good time because, like I said, I've never been there check out the giant TV screen with my buddy and have a couple of beers and like can't go wrong with that. Now here's my question. Mm-hmm. What should we do with the rest of our Sunday? Because what time is the game? It's going to be an early one. It so, early so it'll be like noon yeah. there. So we'll have to probably get up fairly early to get down there and mm-hmm. maybe just walk around, check it out. And yeah. We'll probably get in the stadium kind of early, I figure. Because mm-hmm. we, we're doing those standing areas. So if we can get like some decent spots for that. Mm-hmm. But we can walk around inside and kind of scope it out before we... Yeah, I would say we could probably... Like, I'm okay not eating in the stadium unless we get like snack type things. Sure. So that way, after the game, we find some place that's got like good food, like some highly rated food or something. And then just 
get some food, watch a few games that are going on, on TV, and then figure out from there where to go or if there's stuff going on. Maybe just head back downtown and yeah. walk around to whatever down there mm-hmm. until... Because my flight... This was another thing that I was I liked. My flight doesn't leave till like noon or like noonish mm-hmm. on the on the d- day out yeah i think it's about noon yeah that's not so we bad. got plenty of time to like get up and have our wits about it like we, we can actually kind of go out that night and yeah. not worry about getting up early like yeah, do 6 a.m or something like that fuck that was a mistake <laughs> and a half oh when you came down to yes. san antonio that's <laughs> i will i will check flights from bozeman i'll check flights anywhere nearby or or Peru, I'd pay extra to mm-hmm. not have to do that again. For one, oh well, because yeah, because you had to drop me off at the, at the hotel, hotel yeah. which I stayed at for a sum total of five hours, <laughs> yeah, just to get a little shut eye and get to the airport early enough because mm-hmm. it was my flight left at like five a.m. Yeah, or six a.m. or something like that. I had to be there at five a.m. Mm-hmm. Jesus, slept great. Glad yeah. I got some sleeping. Yeah, you might as well I just dro- drop me off at the fucking airport. I could have just slept there. Yeah, after I dropped you off, I went and passed right out. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Did you get some gas? I remember you were like... Oh, yeah, because I was like, <laughs> the light came on. I was like, oh, man, I I just hope I get you to the place. Yeah, and I found one just right nearby, so cool. it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't, like, I hadn't drank like that in a while. Like, I, I'm actually, I'm doing Sober October, too, right now. Except, yeah. Except I'm back. For this week, I'm giving myself a little caveat, you know, because it's a celebration. It's Theo's wedding, which I'm super stoked for, and then seeing everybody and stuff like that. I'm not, like, going hard or planning on going hard right. or anything, but I've got this little week caveat of, of doing it where I can have drinks or whatever. I'm doing, like, a... I've been having, like, a half-assed Sober October. Yeah. I've really been trying, but obviously I went to Denver. Mm-hmm. That was in the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. And then my brother's turning 21. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to have to go have a couple with him. Because that's uh, Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Are there fights this weekend? Is he gonna t- you can take him to watch some fights with you or something? Is he going out? I'm assuming he's going to try and Yeah, I don't know exactly what he's, his plans are. I'm just going to follow him whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I'm, I think we've got stuff going on. I know Saturday. I'm watching Dune, and I'm pretty stoked. Oh yes, yeah. I was I, gonna talk about this. Yeah, I got a whole, I got a whole spiel on Dune. Okay, we'll come back to it. We'll yeah. circle back. Um, and then we usually, what we would normally do is after movies, we'll go to Old Chicago and just like simmer down, discuss the movie a little bit, and have some apps or drinks or whatever as we're doing that. So I think we're gonna do that Saturday night, but that might be ten, eleven. So if you guys are out, and I'm sure if Landon's out doing stuff, that you guys will be out. Then let me know, and I'll. Definitely have to come say hi to everybody there, too. Okay. Which, yeah. Anytime I'm back for, like, a week now, I have to make sure I'm scheduling every time I'm seeing people and planning it out. And Thursday night, we were going to watch the Broncos game. I was like, cool, it's a Thursday night game. I don't have anything planned. We can just meet up and do our usual, you know, get, like, a cowboy burger or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just watch the full game. But then it turns out the rehearsal dinner is that night. So I was like, and as one of the best men, I got to... I really gotta be there for that and everything. Well, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and then, and then it'll be downtown. So if anything, I'll just pop on over after, and we'll be able to watch at least half of the game together. So, see, and I'm not even sure if they're like I gotta double check and make sure they're actually gonna have the game on there because mm-hmm. they've been doing the thing with like Amazon Prime and oh yeah, and NFL Network. Yeah, so, I know. I know most of the Thursday games are on Fox, if like Fox and Prime, or okay. So, but I think I, I remember, yeah, because I printed out the schedule. That one's on. That one's on Fox. I know for sure. 
but so it'll still be on down yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Then we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down to go watch it. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you just meet up whenever. Yeah. And then th- tomorrow is Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I, that kind of snuck up on me, because uh, I've been paying attention to football and then just like busy with a bunch of other stuff too. But I'll I'll check out some games. I did get tickets to the Nuggets play the Spurs in San Antonio twice. So I already got my tickets to those games. Nice. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually be like in a city where I'll be able to watch games, and I've planned it ahead. So regardless of where they're at in the season, which hopefully they'll be good this year, especially after paying Michael Porter Jr. But I'll I'll be there. I'll be watching them. I cool. think it's the end of December or middle of December, beginning of December. Yeah, because I'll be back here for end of December. Okay. So so I'm stoked for That's that. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'm going to do the um... – I'm thinking about going down to Denver for one, man. Mm-hmm. Might as well go now while they're while they still have a good team and mm-hmm. are competitive. It's like I've never been to a game, yeah. So I'm thinking about it. Not committed yet, but it'd, be, it'd probably be like March or somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm but glad I, I got ahead on it early because last year, I think I don't know if I was in town yet when. Well, I must have been if I moved down around October because it's been almost exactly a year. Yeah, that. I didn't really pay attention to it and get tickets to watch the Nuggets play live last year at all. But I did get to watch um, the Bucks play one of the last season, last games, which is cool because they won the championship that year. And I was like, cool, I got to watch the championship team play. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, God, and I, w- I wonder how good that, or I, I would love to check out this a game in San Antonio too. Mm-hmm. And I checked to see if, uh, remember I told you the Nuggets are playing the Mavericks while we're in Denver? Oh, yeah. Not while we're in there. It's the week after. Oh, okay. And I saw it and I was like, no shit. Yeah. Like, what are the chances of that? <laughs> yeah. But it's the next week. I'm like, God. Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm excited enough to go to go do this. So Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked for it. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, speaking of which, a new... I texted you this. I watched my first ever hockey, full hockey game. Okay. And oh, the abs, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just, I had the evening off. I was kind of checking to see if there was like playoff baseball. I was like, oh, I could watch it or whatever, but I hadn't really gotten into it or there was no football games on. But I saw, oh, the it's opening night for hockey. So I texted you. I was like, hey, so I think I might try and like keep up a little bit or more than ever I ever have for, with the abs and they're like the number one ranked team yeah like going into the season so I was like that's super cool watch the game it was a fun time i'm i definitely don't know all the rules but enough to like it takes a while there's some weird ones like the offsides penalties and Mm -hmm. it's you want to know how i learned was Mm -hmm. basically by playing uh ea yeah no that makes sense hockey yeah Mm -hmm. because i learned real quick like what offsides means Mm -hmm. and like how icing works i still actually don't fully know how icing works yeah because sometimes they'll call it, and I'm like, that didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's tougher with like than with football or basketball, where we're like, we know the rules, so when we see the refs mess something up, we're like, oh, you blew that call. We can't really say that with hockey, because like, oh, that sucks. I mean, I don't know if that's the right call or yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's hard to keep track of that puck, too. You're just yeah. like, it's all over the place. and I don't know how some of those guys do like the deflections and stuff mm-hmm. that they do. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, so it's it's cool. Like, there's, I, I never thought I would I would watch it. I told Michaela as I was watching, I was like, babe, this might be the widest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I very well could be. <laughs> and I've done a lot of pretty white things. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, watching a hockey game. Yeah. I mean, you could have watched a better game. It was, it was pretty. Yeah, so my initial sort of analysis of it is it's got, if you like the speed of basketball, you know, up and down the court, this kind of 
like answers that because they're they're on ice and so they're moving like yeah. they're getting some good speed up and down the court and they're like flinging the puck at like 98 miles per hour into the net which is cool so if you're i don't know into that type of speed thing with baseball you kind of get that um the scoring thing i thought was going to be my biggest drawback you know with like low soccer scoring. it's tough too and even baseball it's pretty low scoring games but i didn't mind it because of that speed element it makes it more exciting when there is a score because it's like holy shit yeah and then they you get the physical aspect of like football because like you get you get them just blindsiding people and they're always trying to slam each other into the sides so that's cool and they're going all out because they're like padded up too um, and then you get fights eventually too, which I think is one of the big draws into yeah. hockey. That a lot of people. It say. doesn't happen as much as it used to. The re- like the league's really trying to lessen that. Mm-hmm. They still happen, just not as frequently as maybe ten years ago. Yeah. So if you're watching for that, which I mean, you're watching a visceral sport. It's like you, you get you're getting more of that than you would like seeing dudes jaw at each other on the basketball court or on the football field. You'll see guys throw punches oh, yeah. at each other. So it's like okay, that like if you fight, that means you kind of have to back it up on that, which which is fun to watch. You know. It's uh, crazy that they just let them do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like I said, I don't watch soccer much, but, I mean, it's sort of the similar, like, you've got you got to play offense and defense and, like, you know, right. you catch up and stuff like that. So, I don't know. If, you're, if you like that, I feel like there's a little bit from a lot of the major sports that you can kind of meld into that. So, I could see myself watching it, especially if I'm following a team that's good. Yeah. that's how I get into watching the sport is watching a team that's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I figure... If you can, for myself, I probably catch maybe six, seven, eight regular season games throughout mm-hmm. the year. But I'm always like kind of every week. I'll just see like, oh, how'd they do this? Yeah, week? check the standings or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the opening one? I caught like the second, like the third inning or period. Oh yeah, it. that was that was the thing that threw me off too. Is three only- three periods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I caught the last one, mm-hmm. but I was following it the whole time. Yeah. So that's cool. It's not like I'll be super avid into it, but. It'll always be something that, like, you know, it's, it's great if you can just sit down and be like, oh, I wonder if there's a game on. And if there's a baseball game, a football game, a hockey game, like, oh, I'll just, I can pay attention enough to be interested while I'm sitting here watching it. So, right. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Repertoire. So, okay. I wanted to ask you about Dune. Okay, yeah. I, because we were, we actually talked about this last time you mm-hmm. were on thinking it was going to come out sooner than this, right? I don't think they really knew when it was going to come out, or maybe they did. I think they maybe announced it, and so... But we so, had talked about it a little bit. Yeah, they maybe had a teaser out at that point. I'm not sure, but yeah, because I remember talking about the director. Now that I've seen the the trailer and stuff, because I don't know anything about the books, mm-hmm. and you told me the books are really, really good. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And the cast... Oh, the cast is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like ninety percent Marvel actors. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You got um, Timothy Chalamet's the main guy, and he's he's like the next up and comer, you know. So he's like, which when they cast him for, I was like, that's perfect. That's sort of like what I picture in my head as him. You got right. Zendaya. You got Dave Bautista. Um, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, who's not a Marvel guy, but mm-hmm. but DC guy. Yeah. And then you got the guy who plays Poe from. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Isaac? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yeah. Yeah. And then Rebecca Ferguson, she's in it too. I know she's in big stuff. I couldn't name something she was in, but I've definitely recognized her. Just like, her. I guess, what I, I should just have Marvel. I should have said characters from, or actors from big franchises. Yeah, from big, like, blockbuster franchises, for sure. Yeah. So, like, and, and they did a good job, because the poster, like, just has all their faces on it, and so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is cool. So somebody that's not as familiar with the property can kind of go in and be like, oh, I'll watch just for the actors that are in it, and... 
they did a good job. And I think they did a good job that's like that captures the characters in the book too. Like each one of the casting choices, like that's pretty spot on. That's what I picture. Like they can carry themselves like the characters. So I'm pretty stoked for it. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a critic, you know, how they give the little critic mm-hmm. uh, quotes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it said, this has all the potential to be like the next Star Wars or Lord of the Rings yeah. franchise. Yeah. Cause essentially it's, like the world of it is kind of like Game of Thrones is with like the like political machinations going on like with the empire and things like that and these royal houses and kind of who has control over what um, but like in space so like Star Wars ish so it's like these different planets as opposed to like a different territory type of thing and the spice melange which is this like it's it's the end all be all of like this thing you can mine on only one planet and it has certain properties and so it kind of almost has like a like the mysticism of the force a little bit with with like Star Wars, you know. Yeah. So there's like it's not like a magic, but it's kind of like a like a science, like a pseudoscience type of thing that's there. But it's it's really fun. I mean, it can be a slow burn. I think would be a lot of people's drawback to it. Um, I've I've been pretty like ingrained in the world of Dune the past like two and a half months or so because I started. I I'd re- I read the book a while back. I think when they first announced they were going to make a movie, so maybe a year or two ago. And I I really enjoyed the book, but I had never been a huge reader, so I had never really reread a book. If I read a book, you know, I never got back to it because I'd rather spend my time watching a new show or like reading a new book or something like that. But I was like, oh, I want to reread this book before it comes out because it's one of my favorite books that I'd read. So I got Michaela to jump in with it too. And I got Ben and Victoria, who are out in Oregon, to do a book club. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I started a book club with the four of us. We're called the Bookworms of Dune, because, like, the sandworms are a big thing in Dune. Yeah. So, um, so we just meet over Skype every week and talk about the that section that we read. We had, like, five chapters a week, so that way we'd be caught up. We finished it last week, so that we'd be caught up in time for the movie. Um, and then I was also listening to a podcast that was, like, a book club. So I would kind of head the the conversation, but then we'd all kind of contribute over, like, that week's content. Every week we'd talk, like, three, three and a half, almost four hours, like, when we, per evening when we did our book club. So we got a lot out of it, and it was cool just to see them on a regular basis, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, then I listened to the podcast, which gave some good insight, and it was kind of a similar thing. It was going, like, chapter by chapter. And then I watched the old David Lynch movie which was in the 80s and it is like hardcore 80s like it's that kind of like cheese that kind of thing but for its time it was like it did it captured it pretty well for the time you know okay. but it's definitely one of those things that's like a really cheesy 80s thing that could look really cool with sort of modern adaptation to it i don't know if you've ever seen the tron movies no not the, neither of them actually yeah the old tron movie is like a like a sci-fi classic type of thing but it's very dated uh-huh and the newer Tron that came out looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And so it's not quite as flashy as those ones, but I was like, it, it's ripe for a new one. So, so yeah, my brain's been all in the Dune universe for, for a couple months. So I'm pretty stoked. I tend to get overhyped for certain things when I've been like building them up in my head. So I'll go in and I don't see how it could be like, like bad. And Michaela gets on me for it because then I get disappointed when something isn't as good as I, wanted it to be in my head i'm the same way yeah but i i don't mind doing that because then i can ride the high even more when it's good and i'll just be really stoked to 
watch a movie in the theaters with with all my friends and just enjoy it again so oh yeah man mm-hmm. no that i, yeah, I hope it i hope it is as everything you want it to be you mm-hmm. know because that's the best feeling yeah i don't know if you were planning on that much doing talk on this one but oh i, I don't had care to, i had to get I it out care. for sure we were like i said we've been kind of gearing up all since the beginning of the year we were talking about it mm-hmm. um what else have you been kind of watching or con- it sounds like you're pretty consumed into dune and all that yeah but. so that was dune i hadn't been watching a lot of movies and i think that's partially because you know there's just only so much time in a day y'all dude tell me about it that i'd been reading a lot more mostly dune and it was cool that i had like a set thing like i had to read five chapters every week so and michaela and i like to read it together so we'll block off like a night or two so in our downtime that we would have either spent like watching a movie or something like that we'd probably be spent reading um so a lot of that but we'd been watching a couple shows we watched ted lasso Ooh, yeah have you seen any of that no but i've heard it's really good yeah yeah it's solid for me I like that thing that drew me to it is Jason Sudeikis is incredible. Right. Really? I think he's one of the writers on it or he's one of like the producers or whatever too. So he's he kind of like spearheading it as well, but he's, he's awesome as that character. And a lot of the characters are really well written. Um, the first season is kind of more like lighthearted. And for me, it's what drew me most was, you know, you can go into a lot of TV shows and like they, there's a lot of drama and stuff going on and it can be really good. And like really like a lot of solid acting, good writing, but you, you just don't it, it makes you feel like like you empathize with the characters and whatnot but they're going through some tough situations so you don't feel like great at the end of the episodes right um whereas the first season was like it was all like it, it made you feel great it's the definition of, of the best like feel good show I'd, sure. I'd watched um it was you know a comedy but there's actual stuff going on but when they'd have chances to be like oh this thing's gonna happen is she gonna like hold this secret and like never tell him but like she just tells him right away and it's like oh it's good and they kind of move on it was very refreshing and I just felt really good after every episode that I watched um where the second season which is the most recent one that just wrapped up uh they got more into like the character conflicts after we kind of got a chance to know everyone and there's like deep stuff that goes on which like I said is really well written and it's like really well acted but I I went in, you know, wanting to just like, oh, I just want like a good, feel good show, uh-huh. and it's it's not always that anymore. So, so there was that. But like I said, really solid. And then the other one we'd most recently been kept up on is What If, the Marvel What If. Yeah, see, I I've fallen uh, behind on that one. I watched the first one, and then I just kind of didn't mm-hmm. see anything else besides that one. Like I I've seen which what they're about. Mm-hmm. But I never really got like it's not that I didn't get into it. I just haven't really sat down and gotten it, gotten it. Yeah, so. yeah. And you have Disney Plus, right? Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're solid, and um, it's kind of uh, I want to say a self-contained story, but I'm not sure as well as much too. I won't spoil anything, but I'm sure you'll get around to it at some point watching it, probably before the next season comes out or whatever. But um, but it's cool. It's nice to see you know characters doing like different things you go you got like right. t'challa as star lord and you have like peggy carter as captain america and a couple of cool things well it's all uh canon now because think, of the multiverse it's all things that have happened in the multiverse yeah you can't really say anything is not canon anymore because yeah. once you want to open up the multiverse you can just say oh it's in a different universe yeah and which is really cool and that's sort of the way that comics have been for a while um they first hit their stride with it once they were like, oh, we, have we exhausted all of our stories, you know, or like we've changed, 
origin stories of characters for so long, then they like they're like, oh, why don't we just say everything is canon, and then they can bring in as much as they want. So the MCU is gonna do that in like a big way. DC movies are also gonna do that, um, which I'm I, as a DC fanboy, uh-huh. you know, I was a little bummed that they didn't get the opportunity to do it first because then like what with Flashpoint, yeah, because Flash is essentially like the DC's multiverse, yeah, you know, and they're gonna bring in a bunch of different stuff. Like Michael Keaton's Batman is in the Flash movie. Um, I think they've got like alternate versions of the Flash in there too. Um, a lot of really cool stuff, but you know, the hype around a bunch of Spider-Mans is is like uh, is, <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for that movie. Yeah. Did you see uh, Shang Chi at all? I did. Oh, yeah. what'd you think? I thought that was great. I thought Ma- it was. Michaela loved it. I thought it was you great. Know? And it, it reminded me of Black Panther a little bit. You know, yeah. it's kind of it's like Black Panther was to like you know the African community is like Shang Chi is to like the Asian community type of thing where it's a very different, cultural, yeah, very very like culture focused and driven and. I thought it was really cool. It was it was a lot of fun. And it was a good standalone mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, the action in that, which I think it had to live up to being like, you know, Shang Chi's supposed to be one of the best fighters in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And I thought it lived up to it pretty well. Like, there's a scene on a bus where he's just like, yep. he's like going through the city, and like the bus has to like turn. It's going up and down these streets in San Francisco because the brakes are out, and like he's just whipping around fighting everybody. It was it was super cool. And there's a scene where they're on these like bamboo scaffolding yep. like on a skyscraper and whipping around so it was it was fun it was really cool it was cool to watch like a, a true martial arts movie just set in the MCU well and they, they're so good at action sequences and things like mm-hmm. that but then it's like I, I did like how they made it where he didn't have to be carried by another character in the universe mm-hmm. and it's like it ties together the stories and you kind of get the whole Mandarin mm-hmm thing aired out and like flat which honestly this movie actually makes iron man, iron man 3 oh yeah three yeah better yeah like it because it because now you kind of understand all of it mm-hmm. and it's like okay now it's not so hokey yeah and they had a had you seen the one shot i think they played it before my screening of shang chi the little clip of trevor slattery the fake mandarin yeah um after iron man 3 they released a little a little clip. I don't think they ever officially released it. It might have been on like the Blu-ray special features or something like that. But it was him in prison, and then somebody comes like to prison. They're like, "You upset the actual Mandarin," and they like break him out of prison. And it's just like a five-minute little clip thing. Um, and so I guess that's fully canon now too, because that yeah. happens in the MCU like officially. So, so that was kind of cool to see them. They can, and they can do that as much as they want, as retroactively make something canon and make it mean something. Yeah, is what. You know, Star Wars has kind of done that for a while too. The MCU is like really good at it because they're continuity now. They don't even really need continuity if you open up the multiverse, right? Because you can say anything was anything, but it it's kind of cool. They've they've earned that because they've got like over twenty movies and a really good track record with all that. Did you see Venom? I have not yet. Oh, oh boy! Although, I talked about it a little bit on the podcast already. So, although I do know about the post-credit scene. Okay, so, <laughs> so I'm not. I don't want to say anything about that because yeah. I don't want to spoil it. It's still yeah. a pretty new movie. But well, let's try and talk about it without. Oh yeah, giving it away. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, I I kind of saw it coming. I did too, and that was that was the people's sort of thoughts going into it. So when Theo actually like reached out to me, he's like, "Have you seen Venom?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." It's like let me know the instant you're done watching it. I was like, okay, yeah. Because I figured if anything was going to make him super pumped 
to like want to talk to me about Venom 2. It was probably going to be that. Yeah. So, and I knew I probably wouldn't get a chance to get around to watching it until until maybe it like is honestly out streaming, uh, which is crazy because I used to watch like one every or two movie a week. Like oh, because you had that pass, that movie pass, and you know just I had the time to do it. Uh, not that I'm upset that I don't have the time to now because it's just other things and sure. other responsibilities. But uh, yeah, I. I Probably wouldn't get a chance to watch it, but I didn't want to be totally out of the loop, especially if I kind of knew what it was. I didn't want somebody to, like, spoil it for me. Right. So I was like, I'll just... And I've never done this. I just, like, I'll just look it up. And simply for the fact of, like, I don't need to watch Venom 2. Right. And, and like, this will have impacts. So I wanted to watch it and so i'm 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 good so i know i know what it is but it's, it's a it's a big deal well and in reality you can definitely you're not missing a bunch of stuff like that was the big thing mm-hmm. and I've heard, and I've heard it's a solid movie it's good yeah. like i i think the first one's better mm-hmm. and this one's fine i hear that they lean a little bit more into like the like the comedic sort of relationship between eddie and venom yeah i mean i definitely enjoyed it mm-hmm. it's something I'd, I'd probably watch again it's just i don't know it's it's just not the same as Marvel Studios. Like yeah. you really, especially watching Shang Chi, mm-hmm. and then a, a month later seeing Venom, you just see how completely ten times better. Yeah, Marvel Studios is at producing just all around making a movie. Yeah, they're on point. They're a, a well-oiled machine and a well-funded machine that too. Helps that they like too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they kind of have their pick as far as like what they want to do and kind of when they want to experiment with stuff, they can and they've got enough opportunities for like mistakes to where like they can make a mistake, but the next one, you know, will kind of write it. And I don't know. Have you seen, have you seen black widow? No, actually, but it's available now on oh, yeah, I saw that. Disney plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch it here soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought black widow was all right. You know, okay. I probably wouldn't watch it again. I mean, it's, it's worth a watch. I still want to see it just cause it's part of the universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd say one of the, my main drawbacks from it was that it, it happened it, it was previously it was like 10 years ago or something like right. that so it didn't carry as much weight for like consequences and things that were going to happen and i think they might end up doing some shifting around of like plot points and storylines due to covid and due to like some disney plus releases they were trying to get around the same time because there's some things that sort of tie in uh but it was it was all right i just wasn't as invested just kind of for the way that i knew things turn out for black widow you know um and i think there are like I said, it, compared to like all other movies, it was like a pretty good movie. Okay. Compared to other Marvel movies, you know, there's better action in other Marvel movies. There's better storylines, and they kind of have repeat a certain storyline that we've seen in another Marvel movie that I think did it better. And so it kind of just falls in the middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. I put it probably in like the lower third of Marvel movies, which is a good spot to be if you're any other movie. Sure. You know, and that's kind of what it is. But like I said, then they come back around. And, knock out of the park with Shang-Chi and I'm excited for Eternals even though I'm not I don't I don't really know what to expect but I'm cool it definitely looks like a different I'm very excited because that cast is tits yeah (laughs) for one and like so I didn't know Shang-Chi I don't know anything about that character Mm -hmm. didn't know anything about Guardians beforehand didn't really know anything about Ant-Man yeah all blew it out of the water yeah like just like out of the park, mm-hmm. and it's so not knowing the the characters. Like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. Like they yeah. could still be a bitching ass movie. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, I don't know really what it's 
It's going to revolve around the uh, Celestials. Yeah. Like, that's what it's hinting at. Yeah. I just know a little bit. Like, I know enough to where I feel like I can get some references, but not enough to where I could tell you anything about it. I think we're going to... I think this movie is going to open the door for Galactus. I could absolutely see that, because Galactus is supposed to be a Celestial, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm not exactly even sure what... Because I don't know if he's a Celestial or if he's like... Because he eats worlds. Yeah, I know in the comics he's got that look. Like, he's got that same look yes. that the MCU's kind of had for some Celestial-type right. looks. So, I... I'm, I don't want to speak out of turn on that and act like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like I said, I know enough to where I could probably recognize something. Yeah. But I definitely probably have already said two or three things that are wrong, so... That's what I... That's what I'm... That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Is that it's going to open the door for... And then you're going to see, like, Kang and... And... Uh, Galactus are going to kind of... Be mm-hmm. the two yeah, going big to, baddies. Going to this next phase type thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are talking that this could sort of be the foray into you know, mutants arising. Because at some point, the next big thing is they're going to get X-Men into it now that they have the rights for it. Right. So all they're thinking about... or The only hurdle now is just once they get it in story-wise. So that could be something cool to look forward to. And one thing... You know, it's, it's interesting. Marvel does a good job with... People go in with expectations. And they either subtly meet them enough to people's standard which is incredible because not a lot of properties can do that properly I mean look at Game of Thrones and look at Star Wars you know? right but the MCU d- ha- seems to handle that pretty well but also doing something different enough to where it's like you, people just don't know it's exactly not what's going to happen yeah, yeah. Like, it's not all... direct from the comic book yeah like, look they'll at take Civil different storylines from different mm-hmm. another thing too that they're going to eventually do is Secret Wars mm-hmm. and I don't know when or how or any of that but it's gonna happen yeah and like, I, I i think they've laid enough groundwork for that to you know they've got the scrolls out there and they've got yeah you know obviously intergalactic connectivity is kind of there which hopefully eternals will make them a little more intergalactic as well and uh the next guardians movie i'm stoked for the next thor movie i'm very stoked for this home i'm telling you i'm telling you <laughs> right fucking now yeah. and i will bet you yeah let's hear it so like i'm i don't i'm not gonna bet money but i'll put <laughs> so much on it mm-hmm. that this Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. is going to end up being top five highest grossing Marvel movies of all time. I can, Let me see. I gotta think of... So, the Avengers movies. It's basically, I think, Endgame... I think the top five right now are Endgame, uh, Infinity War, Infinity War, Black... Like- Panther first Avengers. and the first Avengers movie, and then I don't know what the fifth one is. Um, I, I could I could see that. There's a lot of hype around it. And I think the fifth one's either going to be Spider Man, or I could even see it being the, the fourth. Or it's going to be in the top five. Mm-hmm. That's my bet because there's so much hype around this. Yeah, and who doesn't love Spider? Like Spider Man has got to be. If you took a poll, mm-hmm. I would imagine Spider Man is one of the top most popular superheroes among fans. Oh, absolutely. And that's why he was worth so much. And, like, Sony could just have Spider-Man and his characters alone. Yeah. You know, whereas the X-Men's, like, a whole group, and the rest of the Avengers are their whole own group. And Spider-Man's worth so much on his own because he has some great stories and he's so relatable. And that's, you know, and there's just a lot of really cool stuff with Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man, for Marvel, is what batman is to dc i would agree like as far as like popularity and how much they can go with and how there will always be a new spider-man stuff 
Just like there will always be new Batman stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's have you, just very lucrative. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer to the new Batman? Yes. What do you think of that? I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah. It's 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 dark. I mean, it's gritty. I I actually was never down on Robert Pattinson yeah. being Batman. Like there were so many people like, oh well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Twilight this. And yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he actually is a really fucking good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could 100% see him playing, like, Bruce Wayne. And that's kind of where it goes for me with a lot of these Batman castings. It's like, Who plays the better Bruce Wayne? Because everybody can be Batman. Yeah, you're under a cowl, and, I mean, you're probably not doing most of your own stunts. And, you know, so... If you can do a voice, but also you can modulate it. So it's like, whatever. Although, I don't know, because one of the Batman that I saw that I didn't expect to be a great Batman was Bruce... Uh, was uh, Bruce Wayne <laughs> was Ben Affleck you know just when he okay. that Jack version of Batman is one I hadn't seen in live action before but it was really close to the uh, the Dark Knight Frank Miller comics when he's sort of this older just jacked Batman okay. was like, that that was really cool and more of a surprising thing that I was like like happily surprised by which I'm hoping he ends up making some sort of cameo or like one last sort of send off with this Flash movie because if they've got that Batman in there but they want to move a different way flashpoints a way that they can kind of hit a reset and sure. and just make a content like an actual continuity going forward and maybe get us a better joker yeah <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they can somehow entwine the, the walking one <laughs> how great would that be see and that's that's the thing like we were just talking with spider-man like there's always going to be spider-man there's always going to be a new version of spider-man there's always going to be a new version of the joker there's always going to be a new version of batman yeah you know joker and batman are like you don't need to know comic books at all. It's to the know greatest hero villain combo that there is. And I think uh, the only thing with it not being like in an interconnected universe was that Nolan did that as best as it will ever be done in terms of the Batman character and the Joker character being yes. flashed out and being like a mirror image of each other in such a whole like succinct way. I think that was the best that we'll see it done barring like. 20 years from now when Marvel and DC cross over and they have like a whole new thing or whatever. <laughs> That'd be crazy. The, um, I think that's where it's going eventually. Well, like, I don't know if I've told you this, but I was like, you know, they're, they're introducing multiverse in both like live action, Marvel and live action DC, like coming up in the next couple of years. Yeah. So they'll go there. There's, you know, any, there've been comics for like decades. So they'll have a plenty of storylines but I'm not sure when that inflection point is of when the general movie-going audience starts to get tired of superhero movies. We thought it was going to hit for a while, but thanks mostly in part to Marvel, they're like keeping it fresh and doing new things or whatever. At some point, people are going to start to get oversaturated or stop caring, or something new is going to come along. I have no idea what the new thing is going to be. Maybe West- maybe Westerns make another comeback or something, you know. But they've been trying to make Westerns come back forever. Yeah. Um, but at some point out of their pocket they they can pull the old Marvel and DC crossover and then that'll reinvigorate people for a little bit at least so that's that's what i think will happen within within 20 30 years interesting and i'll, I'll be there for it you know yeah. i'll be i'll be old but i'll be <laughs> i'll be there dressed up hell yeah <laughs> you'll be the old bruce wayne yeah <laughs> uh but no i did want to say on that batman the new batman movie when does that come out uh march may march Okay. March of 2022. I'm stoked about the Riddler. Yeah. Oh yeah. Paul Dano's playing the Riddler, and I think he's gonna be like the main villain. So to see like a and is a penguin in it too. Yeah. That's and, what I thought. And that's Colin Farrell. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They got him like really done in the makeup, and I think like a little fat suit going on too. And 
I'm sure he like does a little thing to his voice. But when I heard that, that was Colin Farrell and like saw it, I was like, it took me a second to realize. It was sort of like in Tropic Thunder. Oh, when yeah. uh, Tom Cruise is Les Grossman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize that until the end credits when I saw that one. But yeah, so Colin Farrell's in that. The casting for the Batman is is pretty solid. So Robert Pattinson, uh, like I said, Paul Dano. Um, I don't know if you which one's he? Who's what's he, he's he the Riddler? Yeah, who what's he in? Um, he's in There Will Be Blood. Um, he's like the the young like priest guy that okay. Daniel Day Lewis is like a skirmish with. Um, he's in. I want to say he's in one of the Nolan Batmans as some sort of character. I think he is. I don't know. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Though. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll do good. He's yeah, I can't that, put a face to the name, but he's got that creepy sort of smart vibe to him. So, that I've been waiting for a Riddler. See, that's another thing. That, well, that's that is another thing that Spider-Man and Batman both carry in common is their list of great villains is endless. Yeah, and you got, could. Li- that's why it's so. There's a reason you couldn't really do Fantastic Four so mm-hmm. many times because Doc Doom is basically yeah. it. Yeah. That's, I mean, other than that, you don't really have any sellable villains. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Batman, endless. You could make so many movies. Yeah, because people... They did the Sandman, for God's yeah. sakes. <laughs> people recognize the rogues gallery, like, that don't that aren't super into comics. They'll recognize Batman's villains and Spider-Man's villains just because they're iconic as well, and that's also what makes a great hero is, like, all the great villains. Right, you can do, like, movies, like, with Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Sandman. Which I'm sure the Sinister Six is going to like play into this new Spider-Man too. Which is, oh, I think so they've too. They've been trying to hype it up ever since the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. The, yeah. Actually, probably even the Tobey Maguire one. The third one, they're probably wanting to kind of sort of gear up to a Sinister Six, I'm sure, too. I, just I think it's going to be a makeshift Sinister Six. Yeah. It's not going to be like... Because I've looked up different versions of the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. and there's really no combination of it that is true to the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, as to what I assume they're going to do. Kind of had a rotating cast type of thing of stuff, yeah. Because, okay, here's what we know mm-hmm. coming into the Spider-Man movie. We know Doc Ock's in it. Mm-hmm. You got Vulture. We know we have Vulture still there, and you know he's probably going to be in it. Yeah. Um, We know, go- based on the com- or the trailer, Goblin's going to be in it. Yeah, you got that Goblin little bomb coming out. So there's three. Mm-hmm. And then you have Scorpion, who is hinted at. Yeah, at the end of... Uh, Homecoming. Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, we we could get the Sandman, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, you could get some like projection image of Mysterio. I doubt the they'd bring that back. But yeah, I, mean, I doubt so too. But but I mean, if any character dies and like has a chance to show up as like a hologram, it's obviously Mysterio would have a good a chance to you know. But I feel right. like they'd rather use those last couple slots for like new villains. Well, and then you got showcase. Electro too mm-hmm. from. Yeah, because uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, because he's supposed to be casting it too. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. And then we have, of course, someone else who we, you know, Rhino. <laughs> well, Rhino is because <laughs> yeah, Rhino's eligible too. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. I mean, how cool would that be? That would be very great, and they. Yeah, I won't talk too much to it, but you know them trying to incorporate that oh. thing into one of the Spider-Man franchises. I think it's—I honest to God think it's gonna. Yeah. After that, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and they can't like not follow it up immediately, you know. Yeah. With that, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if they did, if you were gonna do Sinister Six, 
God, that's a lot of villains. That's a lot of shit to keep track of. Yeah. But you've seen what they've been able to do with, like, Avengers and yeah. stuff. And honest, and they honestly, can handle multiple characters. And honestly, when you multiverse it, you can pretty much just be like, oh, like, we'll pop into this universe. And, like, you see them for, like, a scene, and then, like, they're out. And then maybe there's one scene where they're all together yeah. or something. Um, let me let me hit you with this. If they don't do the... <laughs> there's there's no point. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've I've seen people say that, and here is my only response to that: is like, yes, I want that just as much as everyone else does. But they did do it in Spider Verse, mm. and so that's the only True. thing is like, and they literally did like the meme, and it was literally like they were there and they were jumping around in that same animation style. True. So maybe they do a quick little homage to it, which would be great, and I would be all there for it. Um, but it's sort of like when the Spongebob halftime show song like started playing for that Super Bowl a couple years back yeah. and it was like just a little bit and then that was worse to me because it's like at least go all the way out you know and so I feel like in Spider-Verse they did enough to where I'm satiated sure okay um, speaking of which that's uh, let's see I'll get into this Run me to come back to this right after too but uh, Michaela's gonna be Spider-Gwen I'm gonna be Miles Morales for Halloween I was gonna ask yeah, yeah. you yeah ooh I like it so, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it but Beautiful. Uh, let me hit you with this. A lot of Spider-Man talk, but I like it. I don't. I don't talk Spider-Man enough. Oh, um, I'm all. The, I'm always down for it. Um, because I was going through with Michaela and we were rewatching the Spider-Man movies. So we watched. We just got through the Tobey Maguire ones. Okay. One and two, awesome. I love Classics. them. You know, and they're great. Three At, trash. Three, and I forgot like how bad it was. It's like it's just so. It's just bad. so much worse. So now we're gonna watch the two Andrew Garfield ones, okay. and then like sometime between now and December, so that way we're all caught up on most recent Spider-Mans because we've seen all the MCU ones before the new one comes out so we can get it's more like for me to get a refresh and make sure she under, can get whatever references are coming to I'm, yeah. I'm getting her to be as hyped up as I can um, what, what are your rankings on the Spider-Man I feel like you every have a, single one or just the franchises uh, I'd say just just the three like like to, uh, oh are you, are you saying like this individual Spider-Man or like the franchise movies? Well, okay, you tell you just tell me what you, you're at. like. You want the Spider-Men care like the actors or the or like the movies grouped? Um, yeah, I'd say let's go let's go the actors first, and then we'll do the grouped movies after. So between the three actors, who's your one, two, three tier of Spider-Man? Okay, here's what I've always kind of thought. I thought Andrew Garfield was a really good Peter Parker. Yeah, I thought. Tobey Maguire was a really good Spider-Man. And I think Tom Holland is a really good both. Yeah. So I think Tom Holland it kept like he embodies both of it, mm-hmm. both sides cuz you get part you get him as a high schooler, the mm-hmm. young version of him. Yeah, which you need. You can't have a 30-year-old right. high school. And yeah. like he looks the part, he's very much acts the part, very like kind of cocky and I don't know. I just thought and I thought Tobey or Tom Holland was the perfect of both worlds. Yeah. But then, like I said, I thought... I did think... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Maguire was a good mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't like him as a Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. See, the thing with like Peter Parker, that I think character-wise he kind of captured, especially in the first one, is like Peter Parker's a nerd. Yeah. Like, you know, in the comics, like that's what made a lot of people relate to him, is that he's just this nerdy kid that gets picked on, and that he's not... He's like not... That's like, true, you know, and so, so for for it was more, I guess, towards the way it was written. But I mean, it's also he did a pretty solid job in that. If he was like ten years younger in the role, but everyone back then was like thirty year old high schoolers. Well, that's know? that's kind of where it gets lost on me a little mm-hmm. bit. It's just like, yeah, the 
physical aspect of it. But yeah, yeah you're right. The writing of it was well done. Mm-hmm. So so I enjoyed that as far as the Peter Parker. He also thing. gets ruined to me by the constant crying and constant <laughs> like just the third one really the third one really destroyed where he emoed that. out i didn't realize that scene was so long like i it's great watching watching these movies back for the memes and it's it's really fun but i did not realize that scene was as long as it was yeah it's pretty horrible <laughs> i'm um, glad it's there because we moved past it and it's not like we were done with spider-man movies right but like that it's just it's it's in and of itself, a piece of art that lives on beyond the movie. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like I'm. I remember that scene, and it's, it's one of those so bad it's good type of things. Like it's it's definitely better. It's received better now than it was then. Like yeah. back then, if you were there during the time, mm-hmm. it's like those first two movies were such a benchmark, mm-hmm. and for that third one to come out and be so bad. Mm-hmm. It really just made the. It just kind of was like a big shit on the other two. Yeah, and like everything that we kind of were, and, and the fact that Venom was being introduced, and everybody like yeah. Venom was the guy, yeah. and then they just botched that completely. Absolutely. So that was it. Was just all around disappointment. See, it's crazy because the first two Spider-Man movies were came out around the same time as like the X-Men movies, like the first two X-Men yes. movies, and all those movies I would argue hold up great. You yeah, know, and there's there's a little data stuff, like I said, like a thirty year old type of thing. But and then the fact that the those old X Men movies, you know, they didn't really commit to like the comic bookiness of like the suits and stuff. Sure. But movies as just as movies and as sort of like fleshing out those character things, I think they did great. But then so, for some reason, I think they started making enough money to where the studios were like, oh, let's let's get our hands in this. And then the third one in both those installments, like, just kind of crash and it, burn. It went back again. So we had that sort of peak of comic book movies and then it like went down again and it was like that until the, until the MCU yeah and then they were like oh we can lean into the comic bookness but we can also make it a good movie and they they you know it's hard to replicate what they did but then they hit the ground running and now they're the biggest franchise in the world so then to go back and on yeah. the franchises themselves mm-hmm. the Spider-Man ones it's okay it's pretty cut and dry for me I think Homecoming series is definitely number one okay yeah then the Maguire movies are two, mm-hmm. and then the Garfield ones are three. Ma- mainly because they tried so hard to lean in a different direction with the Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. It being the Gwen Stacy storyline. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought the Lizard was a really, like, lame character to have. Electro was great, mm-hmm. and that's smart. And then, I guess, I mean, they, they did the web cartridge version, which is the classic version. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I just thought it was, it just it, it definitely is not the best of the three. Yeah, I don't think anybody would necessarily argue that it's like I think it's solid for most people as the yeah, third of the three. When you compare it to the others, though, yeah, it's like I I can't help but still love those first two Maguire movies mm-hmm. because they're just so classically ingrained in my head. Yeah. as a kid. Yeah, and you got Hero playing by Chad Kroger, just for sure. Just, like that alone. Like I remember we were watching the movie, and I like told Michaela, I was like, "Oh, here it comes," and I just turned it up, and I just started singing. Along. Is it the second or third? Or I think first one? that's the end of the first one. Like, because because th- it's him like like up along the side of the building. Yeah, and then yeah, they're watching us. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, but then, I mean, you also got, like, Willem Dafoe as the yes. goblin. Yeah. One of the best villain yeah. like, portrayals yeah. of any superhero movie. And, because oh, Willem Dafoe just crushes it with, like, that manic sort of, like, like craze that he's in, you know. Him and, 
like Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? The yeah, the Tobey Maguire one I think is for most people pretty solid in the third. But like I said, I enjoyed those movies. I don't remember them very much, so maybe that also speaks to it. And on my rewatch, I'll kind of determine more whether I thought they were good or just I enjoyed a movie just for what it was. Sure. Um, and this is. I think uh, more of a hot take than most people, but I think as franchise-wise, I'll, I'll take the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies over the MCU ones simply because I feel like they were they were just they were Spider-Man movies, you know. Yeah. So whereas the MCU ones, it's are more very involved much, in the universe. They're very much MCU movies, yeah. you know. So we got a lot of just Spider-Man doing his own thing, whereas this the new ones, he there are other ones, and and it's. Which is is a you know you can't have both both things you know you can't have the advantages of like being connected to all these other cool heroes and all these things and have just a standalone one where you don't ask where all the other ones are at you know so right but I think in terms of the actual character yeah Tom Holland is is the right age he you know high school and the awkwardness that comes with that he's got like a Mary Jane and I'm I'm comfortable with their Mary Jane direction yeah Michaela loves Zendaya she's like in love with Zendaya and so another reason why we're pretty stoked for Dune um, and I think she does a good MJ I was like not in a tizzy or anything like that but I was like oh, I was I wonder how you know redhead girls feel about like being replaced I, I don't know if it was like a thing you know because interesting because you know because uh, like that's well, one here's of her, another thing just, too. just because that's one of her iconic things is like she's like you know the redhead yeah Mary Jane and so I didn't know if that was like if I don't remember seeing a lot of people saying anything about it, but I was just like, Here's another thing, though. We could also see all three love interests in this yeah. MCU version. Mm-hmm. Or in the in the multiverse, mm-hmm. or the Spider-Verse. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. could get um, Kirsten Dunst as... Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Emma Watson. As Gwen Stacy. Is it, was it Emma? No, not Emma Watson. Emma Stone. Emma Stone, yeah. As well, I don't know if we'd see her. <laughs> Why? Because. <laughs> Wait, what am I missing? Em- Emma Stone in, in the Garfield ones? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not spoiling anything there. Yeah. But it's a multiverse thing yeah. still, so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that'd be cool if you saw her as, like, a Spider-Gwen. Oh, my God! <laughs> I didn't even think of yeah, that! Yeah, because if you're doing multiverse, you pull her from another universe, and she's Spider-Gwen. Oh, I, I, if you're going exactly where I'm going... I don't think so, but go ahead. Oh, I was going to say... Um, over or under fifty percent chance that we see Miles Morales, or like not even I to, think not probably even see under, his face, but like we see like his shoe step out in like a post credit or something like that would count. That could be cool. I mean, I could see something like that. I mean, I would say chances are okay. I I would say <laughs> over on the fact that maybe in like an end battle sequence mm-hmm. they call upon a bunch more Spider Men. To come out, and you might see like the noir Spider-Man. You might see Miles see, Morales. See, I I think I don't Ma- think he'll be involved throughout the movie. I think Miles Morales is too popular a Spider-Man for them to like have it as a little cameo. I think I can when, see. Oh, yeah, I see what you're you saying. You know that the execs have had plans to get Miles Morales in the MCU at some point. Yeah, like they're talking about because he like Into the Spider-Verse like was hugely successful. Yes, so. They're they're working on it. Their brains are. They almost away. did it mm-hmm. with uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, because he. So like you could even say in that universe, because I mean they've got it. Like he's like, oh yeah, he's the Prowler, and he's like, I've got a nephew that lives around here, and that's Miles. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
spoiler alert, I've been cast as Miles Morales. That would be <laughs> dope. Um, so here's another thought. Hashtag that. Pow, pow for Miles. Uh, is that a good hashtag? What rolls off the tongue? Uh, I don't know. Well, well, yeah, well, pal for miles. We'll do that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, everyone out there listening in the in the Twitterverse, get your hashtag on pal for miles. But, <laughs> and then make sure you tag MCU in it too, and tag me in it. I'm at pal's brain on Twitter. I'll That'd be pretty tweet. wild. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just like the next big Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll go for it. I'll do it. Um. The other thought I I just had is with the multiverse thing you know what we also could see hmm. and they might have had it as a as a mislead with the green goblin we could see ned Leeds as the hobgoblin yeah i think i saw some concept art where he was that and i was like oh that kind of unsettles me but that'd be cool to see what i I'm, I'm saying like you could see the regular ned Leeds from this universe mm-hmm. facing like seeing himself as the hobgoblin yeah because obviously the comic that's who it is yeah that'd be cool and so maybe the the goblin bomb was just like a, a misdirect mm-hmm. and it's not the green goblin mm. it's the hobgoblin yeah and you know they'd make him wear like the like the orange cape and like the, all the stuff too that'd be fun yeah god who knows man there's so much potential and so much the thing is there's so many possibilities we know we're not gonna see all of them but we're gonna see some of them yeah oh yeah yeah so which is which like I said come back to it is the theme of like I don't want my expectations to be like I need to see like seven Spider-Man in order to be like to have a good time. Yeah, you know, like I want I want to be satisfied if like they show me two and it's like oh that's cool I never thought I'd see that. That's where we're at is like as an audience we're expecting everything. So I want to temper my expectations just for the sake of I want to enjoy whatever they give me. But you know it's fun to it's fun to speculate. You can't help but speculate. Well, and it's like it's hard to say it's hard to believe that there's not gonna be a Tobey Maguire appearance mm-hmm. just because we already know we're seeing. The Goblin, or I mean, not the go- the Doc Ock, yeah, from that universe. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, yeah. Now that I think about it, because I was I was asking you about the Gwen Stacy thing, but Doc Ock died in that universe. Yeah. So, okay. Like, so yeah, I guess that kind of open it. It opens it up to whatever. <laughs> Dude, I I'm stoked. Although I can't Emma wait. Stone as Spider Gwen would be so cool, amazing. Yeah, Michaela's yeah. a Spider Gwen outfit. It's got like a venom to it. So she's like, oh, like, okay. She's like the spider, the Venom version of Spider Gwen. Okay, uh, Courtney did that. A oh, really? Co- couple years ago. Sweet. Or it might have been last year. I don't remember. Yeah, she was gonna get like the normal one, but it wasn't get here in time in her size or whatever something like that too. So, and I'm kind of just making mine, but I mean it'll work out because I've got enough stuff to where it looks perfect. And, Are you doing like the hoodie thing? And- yeah, because he's I've, he's got like a green jacket with like a red hoodie underneath it, and then his like Spider Man shirt. Um, I'm just getting black leggings, and he wears like uh, black shorts over it. I don't have, like, Air Force Ones, and I didn't really want to spend, like, whatever, $200 yeah. on, like, a thing. But I do have some some red um, vans that look similar enough, and it'll go with it. So so that'll be my whole thing, and that's going to be good. I'll tell you who I'm going to be off there okay. because I'm going <laughs> to uh, – next week I'm doing okay. the, yeah, yeah. the uh, Halloween episode. So. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you who I'm going to be off there. Yeah, sweet. I'll make sure to send you pictures of, of yes, us. Yes, please do. Especially because we had like our meetup group, which I might have... I don't know if I mentioned it last time or if we even started it, but in San Antonio, we made started a meetup group for like just nerdy people. So we've done like a book club thing with everyone, and we did, um, I don't know, just, just like nerdy things like that. So varying degrees of how many people show up, but hopefully... A lot of those people come out because we posted on the meetup page. Like this is we're going to be out, and this is what we're going to be doing. So if anybody wants to dress up, 
those would be the people that would have the best costumes, you know? Yeah, right. either stuff that's, like, a real deep cut or, like, they've been working on it. Because I've never been to, like, a Comic-Con, and I've always wanted to go just for the costumes, you know, and just yeah. to dress up. So I'm excited to see what they've got. So if anything's cool, I'll send it your way. My sister was thinking about being the Cabbage Man from uh, Avatar. <laughs> my oh, my <laughs> God. That would be amazing. <laughs> My cabbages! <laughs> she was like, oh, I could get a cart with, like, some cabbages and, like, get, like, some wire to make it, like, the cabbages are flying out. Or that would be incredible. Yeah. I don't know. She probably, she wouldn't do it this year just because it's too late notice or whatever, but sure. it was like, that's fun. Although, at some point, I'm going to have to be power line. Dude! <laughs> yes! you. Uh, we gotta see that. Especially like, we've been talking about show, it for how long? Especially after you showed me that video of Zero doing it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Of who? Uh, the, the dude that's Zero from Holes. That was him. Oh no! That Landon must have sent that. Oh yeah. Or did I? S- uh, no, he sent it. It was in the group. I it was. Landon, it was a TikTok. I think thing Landon it. sent it. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah. But, Dude, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. We've been talking about doing it for so long, and actually, Landon as, as, Robbie or yeah. as Bobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking getting the leaning tower of cheese. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Especially because he's got the glasses for it, I think. Like right? I could see him wearing those glasses. He just have to like grow his hair out. Uh, he don't have enough hair to grow out. But <laughs> I mean, if it's a because he has like a mohawk too, yeah. so you could even just like get a mohawk, get a wig. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be Principal Mazer, <laughs> Robert Zimaruski. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, what, what kind of slumber parties? Oh, science slumber, slumber parties. parties. <laughs> and then I'll fly in and I'll just dunk a basketball on you. Yeah. My f- easily the most haunting line from the whole movie is before he ends up in the electric chair. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, dude, that's how you talk to his father. Yeah. <laughs> like, get your kid in line before he dies. Yeah. <laughs> God, who would I be from there? If, if, if we were going to mm-hmm. do a group costume. Okay. I um, guess I could do PJ, but yeah, I just put on some weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you could wear like a like a fat suit or something like yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to think who else. You be Bigfoot. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could wear like the headphones well, and come just, in, and you could just do this. We'll just all be the most <laughs> random character who's like, yeah. see, the thing is, is your power line. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're not. Max is mm-hmm. power line. You're power line. Yeah. Oh, which means I could get Michaela to be Roxanne. Because Roxanne's got red hair in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you could be the Max version of yeah. power line. Yeah, yeah. And then that would actually make sense. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be power line, though, I would be the, the big fat chick who's like, for the first time. <laughs> Wearing, like, the rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> God, who? I, mean, I guess I, mean, I would have go- to be PJ. I mean, that. even Goofy. Or yeah, you could be Goofy as like the as like the fishing one. You could yeah. get like a fishing pole and whatever, and just get like the long ears or whatever. Yeah, because he has a wear a hat and whatever else he has. Because he's got the poofy life vest and stuff. Yeah, it'd be recognized. I'd rather do that than be PJ. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it was like a whole group thing. Then people would recognize it. But right. that, that's what my favorite thing is about dressing is like group and couple costumes. Oh, I love doing group costumes. Yeah, like our. Like, I still show people our wrestling one. That's still, to this day, the best one. Because we all nailed it. Well, and they were all good standalone costumes, too. Like, yep. you could be seen without us yeah. and know who we were. Yeah, I'm, and I'm still surprised because I think it's because it was it's nobody really does it, but everyone was commenting on Jared's Mankind, like his McFoley. Yeah. Everyone was like, that's awesome, you know? Oh, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm, still, I'm still bummed we didn't want to win a 
like a costume contest. I think we that. would have if we got got there early. Yeah. If we would have been there earlier, I think we a hundred percent would have won. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. As a group like that. Yeah. That was so unique. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Good times. Yeah, that was cool. Was that two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because last year I was Joe Dirt. Mm-hmm. Last year I didn't dress up because I I just moved to San yeah. Antonio, so I didn't really... And plus it was COVID down there still too, so I wasn't wanting to go out, so I was like, I didn't dress up. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now you know good groups of people and mm-hmm. stuff, so... Yeah. That, that's actually going to be perfect. Because weren't you talking about doing that last year? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and now you actually... It would have been a last minute thing, so now like we got it and we're good to go, so... Cool. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll have to make sure I save it in my phone or set a reminder to be like, all right, by July, you got to get your Powerline costume or something. <laughs> yeah, right. God, that, that'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I have an I if, if it does, you know, obviously, if we don't end up doing a group costume next year, if you end up just doing, like, Powerline with that, because that would be cool if it was just you and her as Roxanne and mm-hmm. Max. I already know what I'm going to do next year. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. But yeah, I know what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've always there was other ideas I wanted to do. Like I, I still want to do like an all Adam Sandler character movie yeah. or like group. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, and like I said, I'd be Chubbs. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just God. wear like a long shirt with like my hand like this. Yeah. Or, see, and I or like a Jim Carrey cast, which mm-hmm. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Which that's why the Adam Sandler one's more unique. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I've seen people do Jim Carrey, and I've seen people do Will uh, Ferrell, Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and I've seen people do um, actually, uh, fuck, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? From Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd? No. Oh, uh, Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't did know why I thought Dan Aykroyd before Bill Murray. They did a Bill Murray uh, yeah, group. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, had you mentioned on the podcast before our uh, SNL draft that we did a ways back? I don't think I did. Go ahead and fill everybody in. Um, it was, yeah. That was right before you came down yep. to San Antonio. Uh, we were just like, oh, it must have been in April when I was here. We were talking about doing it. Yeah, because we were talking about doing it. We still got to do the Marvel one. Yeah, we hadn't done any since that. But it was it was a lot of fun. We just decided to do an SNL, all SNL draft. So... We essentially made a cast out of all the cast members of SNL, like going all the way back. So, and then we posted it and kind of had other random judges sort of judge it. And I think you end up winning. I did. Yeah, which makes sense because you had the best draft out of it. I remember because I really just wanted to get like Andy Samberg in that era because that was what I grew up on. So I yeah. was like, yeah. So I was happy with mine, although I was like, objectively, you had the better. Well, okay. Dream so cast. and we had we had specifics like yeah, we had to get like. Two POCs, I think, and we had to get like one female cast member at least. I thought it was two female cast members or three female cast members. Yeah, I don't remember the all the specific, but we had a whole Excel spreadsheet that we like drafted on live, and like you know we video called you and Michaela and I were there. We had our draft information, so it was a lot of fun. And we did a host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to draft a host. Yeah, God, we we could have done a musical guest, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah, at that point it's like you can kind of pick your favorite band exactly. Or whatever, yeah, there was nothing to really pick out of from that. Mm-hmm. But that was that was cool. That was a good experience. So we definitely gotta do new drafts of of random things. MCU for sure would be a really good. One was our next one we were thinking about doing. So yeah, dude, you know what? <laughs> we could do so many. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else you could do. Like that makes sense. Or the, or it's it's also hard to do with um to make sure it's something we all know about. Yeah, we could do like a, a Lord of the Rings type thing. I, I mean, know. I'd be all the way down for that. How would how, how would you do it though? Like, 
Yeah, so if it's characters, there's like there's the nine main characters, you know, in the fellowship. Right. Um so I don't know. I cuz how many how many do you need in order for say like three people to do a draft? Cuz how many we have 10 people on our SNL teams? Yeah. I mean, we could always alter it just to Yeah. Let's say it was like like, like what? Like, we just draft our fellowship? Let's say like minimum 7 like per team or whatever. So we need like 21 characters in whatever franchise we're doing or whatever just yeah. to at least so that way it's enough to where you get the little dynamic stuff in there. You could probably I mean there's at least 21 characters in Lord of the Rings but by then you're kind of hitting deep cuts of like book characters more than movie right. characters at that point but that'd be cool. Or are you saying doing like any any franchise and you just kind of handpick to get like who would be your ring bearer who would be your all these sort of things. That could be a good I don't know. That could be interesting. Yeah, we could play around with it. I love drafting. Uh, yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do. Like, well, I love it too because like when characters are gone, it's like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that's who I wanted. Yeah, now I gotta alter my yeah. strategy. I love fantasy football drafting. I love doing the movie draft, which we talked about on here before. Right. And then like that was a lot of fun to do. Uh, how are you? Oh yeah, you're you won this past week in fantasy football, and we're playing each other this week. Are we? Yeah, we're playing each other. Two this weeks week. in a row is the top point scorer. Oh, you okay? Sweet. I'm gonna need to beat you too because. You and I'm still ranked at like because I'm three and three now, mm-hmm. but I've had a good comeback. I, I went like two and one, and now I'm two, or I went one and two, and now I'm two and one. I think I've got like a one game cushion. I don't know if I have a cushion, but I'm like a game up on like our con- division or whatever. Yeah. So I'm usually like I'll check the standings, and I'm kind of like you know rooting for people that I feel most comfortable to like shit talk to go into the playoffs. So it's like I'm like you and Landon and Jared and whatever yeah. and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I beat um, Anna last week. I think this past week. Now the bye weeks are starting to come in. Yeah. So and injuries are just killing my team. At least, like, I guess I've got this one. And I've got another league which I just started with uh, some random like nerd group people. Okay. And there's no, nothing on that, and we haven't even met in person. It's just all online type stuff. But that one I've got Christian McCaffrey, which sucks. Um, our league I've got Jerry Judy. Like that's my team name. He's is back the, this year, I think. Is the Jerry Judy or holes. this week? I hope so. That'd be great because I've got I brought my jersey, so I'll uh, I'll pretty much just hop right over from the rehearsal dinner, throw on my Judy jersey, and he's hopefully either, see him score some touchdowns. He's at least back to practice. I yeah. don't know if he's actually going to be playing or not. Yeah, and I was I, I was okay if they don't rush him back, but it would be nice to maybe give a spark to the offense or something like that. Because well, Baker, I mean, this is going to come out. I saw well, that. Yeah, his shoulder might be. Yeah, him. this is going to come out well before that or well after that game. So. It's hard to say um, exactly how everything that's going to be going down, but as of what we know right now, Baker could be out. We know Chubb is out okay. officially, okay, and Hunt is out for the season. Mm-hmm. So the run game is depleted. Yeah, and then if Baker's out, they're going to have a hard time scoring. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying this for the past, you know, at least two weeks, but the Broncos need to bounce back. Like, yes. like for how they've been playing they need like a spark to get a good game just to get the stink off the last games off of them well here's another thing too if you think about it so if we can win this game Mm -hmm. we're off for 10 days then we play washington Mm -hmm. at denver Mm -hmm. that could be a you know that could go either way i really think based on how we've been playing if we got momentum going to the cowboys game that would be ideal that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm saying although i think as of right now but also i don't know how it's adjusted for injuries i think we're we're six point underdogs for the for the 
Browns game. So yeah, like I mean I said, that doesn't those... make that doesn't completely shock me. Yeah, because they're they're a better team, especially when healthy. But I mean, if we can get pieces back and if we can actually, we had so much potential those first three games. I like know. especially that first game, injuries really have been fucking us. Yeah, which m- makes me put into question who the hell is our strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, injuries have been plaguing everybody too. But us especially, it feels like us especially. Like we've lost like two starters every game, like on a consistent basis. Three of our four linebackers are out. Yeah. Chubb will be back eventually, mm-hmm. but we lost both our middle linebackers for the season. Yeah, our secondary needs to do better because they were supposed to be like the one of the best secondaries in the league, and we've given up way too many like big plays. Yeah, that like, I that crushes me. Yeah, especially like watching Sertan get his first pick, like game, his first game in, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This like we're gonna have you know sort of that no fly zone type of thing like going on again, and it's just not clicking. I don't know if it's at coaching, s- if it's. I was gonna say at some point, you gotta point fingers at the coaching staff when all that talent is out there and you're not producing something's got to give Mm -hmm. and i truly if if we start diving more and more down this path fangio is not gonna last yeah which sucks because you know fangio is a defensive coordinator first and so you would think that he'd be ideal for getting the most out of this von meller led defense while we can yeah and riding that to at least a playoff berth you know but it's it's just not happening. Something's something's not working. I don't. And know exactly I like Fangio. I really do. Yeah, he's he's all right. I mean, you know, everyone else it seems like was going after those young, like offensive minded, like crazy play caller type things. Kind of seems like that's where we should be heading. I I'd be okay with that. It just depends. And you know, it's every every season. It's like if we had a franchise quarterback, that there's so much that you can do with that. Maybe Aaron Rodgers next year. Like that's that was a potential potential difference maker going into this year, and maybe okay. Here's here's one scenario. I'm not gonna say best case scenario because best case scenario is we just start winning and we do well this year. Yeah. But if we ended up going in a garbage shoot this year and that's sort of just the way it went, you know, we get some good picks and we kind of like hit a rebuild, but we keep a couple key guys on defense. Maybe just bolster the lineup. We've got. I like our running backs. I like Javante Williams a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even get Gordon for another year if he can perform as much as he can. And then, and then Rodgers is like, sure, I'll come in and like do what Peyton Manning did, see if I can win a championship in like a year or two here, type of thing. That could play out. But like I said, I'd as a as an impatient fan, I'd rather see us do well now because you never know about the future, and yeah. you never know about Aaron Rodgers either because he could go anywhere or he could retire or just whatever. stay with the Packers. Stay, yeah. So like it's very who knows mm-hmm. yeah I I'm not gonna live off of yeah what ifs or possibilities mm-hmm. it's you gotta just do your best to win mm-hmm. with what you have yeah and that like I said that's that's thinking rot straight out of just and everyone's we're, we're so down stuff. on Teddy already it's like yeah he had a really bad game mm-hmm. I mean there's no excuse but. I mean, don't throw the towel in on him yet. Yeah, especially because he played well. Like, he played really well those first three games. Yeah. Um, he he is the type of quarterback that, like, this team should be thriving with. Like, he does his checkdowns. He's not, like, giving the ball away too much. He also got pressured like a motherfucker. In that yeah, you can't, you can't do much without, without that line. That all blue balls last mm-hmm. game. Which I don't know why they don't lean on the run more because we've had a good run game when we, like, stick with it. But I feel like we abandon it too early because we get down and then we can't get offense going because our line can't hold up. But if you give them an opportunity to block, I don't know. It seems like thing. typical Bronco fashion, what I've what we've seen for the last five years, 
whenever they're down in the game mm-hmm. or down like on a certain you know two three game losing streak, they start playing panicked. Yeah, it's like they they're playing like they're down all the time. Really like deep throws. That's another thing. Teddy was very inaccurate. Yeah, I think because I, I hadn't seen the game, I just kind of heard. But like deep throws, risky play calls, not very intelligent. I don't know. It just seems like we're just playing. Playing panicked, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think they just need to get back to the basics. Yeah, that's why I said I'd rather them take advantage of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon and get three yards on first and second down. Then you're on third and manageable, you know, and you can yeah. do stuff with that. But you kind of have to stick with that run game for a while in order to open up other stuff rather than I, oh, because it was I think it was two weeks ago they were on the like two yard line. It was like first and goal. I think they called like six yes. pass plays in a row, and we ended up. I think we ended up finally getting in on like a fourth and fifteen or fourth and ten or whatever, and we scored the touchdown. But how do you not at least try to run it in twice, like from the one yard line? Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, me either. There's. It's. I mean, when we were in Baltimore, it's like Teddy went out in the at halftime. Mm-hmm. Locke comes in. You got your backup quarterback in now. We were running the ball pretty well in the first half. Mm-hmm. And you got your backup quarterback in. We're only down by 10 points, and they completely abandoned the run game. Yeah. What are you doing? That makes no sense. Yeah. You're going to put the game on the shoulders of your backup quarterback and just throw it a bunch? And, like, the running game was doing very well? Yeah. You're hoping for big plays when you can't, like... Rather than hoping for big plays, plan to stick with your game plan. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, it's. I don't know what's going on. Like the, I said, it could be coaching stuff. So I think it very well could be. Like I could even see if we, like with this roster because they're so talented, if there's a coaching change or just a change in coaching philosophy or something this season, we could still you know have a shot at making the playoffs even after this three game skid. But it would be tough. We can't afford to lose games that we should win. Like we can't anymore. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see how this next game plays out. And yeah, and like I said, I'll. I'll watch, but I'm with mitigated expectations now. So I'm watching, hoping that like they're they're good enough to en- entertain myself when I'm watching live. Yeah, for yeah. real. Which will be fun. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up, huh? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, I don't remember if we, I don't think we did this last time you were here. This might be the first time you've part of this. I would like to end the episode with a positive or motivational message from the guest, something that you've taken from your life that you can give back to the audience. Awesome. Anything yeah. come to mind? Yeah, I would say so. Because um, I've been trying to get more, like, we found a, we finally found a church down in San Antonio that we'll go to regularly, which is nice, and so we'll kind of go through. And uh, for me, as I'm, like, studying my Bible more and, and trying to think through life, I'm one of my main sort of mantras and focuses is trying to take a posture of humility. So in anything, if, if you can like take a second and breathe and if it's something that upsets you, that's a moment. It's an opportunity to humble yourself. You gain gratitude and you gain, you gain kindness towards others. Um, and if it's a, if it's good things happening to you, reflect on that, be humble in it and be thankful for it. So, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, go forth seeking moments of humility and spread that out. I like it. Yeah. Right on. Well, thank you for coming on as always. Thank you for having me on as always. 
by the time this comes out, the next time I'll see it is in Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah, baby. Going to have a good time. I'm yeah, excited for that. The Broncos are going to be on a two-game winning streak by then, too. I sure fucking hope so, because <laughs> we need it. Yes, sir. For everybody out there, thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the nonsense. But most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs>